2: The correct Jordan-Harris Stadium time is 8.39 p.m. Central Standard Time. Your digital audio device is tuned to the Orange and True podcast, harbored by the good folks at collegeofmagnolia.com. See them for all your College of Magnolia needs. And it is I, Center Crow2, on Twitter. You can find me at Center Crow on Vimmo. You can call me Drew if you want. To one side of me, via the magic of Internet and Microsoft Skype, simulator ryan sterrett at ryan s sterrett the s
1: the s stands for Sodal.
2: Sodal. no the the s stands for (laughs) i didn't i you know what's funny is i never come up with these i'm sure everyone can can tell but i don't ever come up with these until we start the pod but let's think the s stands for sharif i heard a lady's voice there for a second
1: how about this? The, the S stands for Sharif uh, can be our thing, like like Bono's was for Chief. Right. Wait,
2: okay. Did anybody else hear that lady's voice?
1: No, just you. The Come S stands someone. for
2: the NSA. That's what it sounds like.
1: Um, and forget Big Brother, like Big Sister. What are talking about
2: over in off over off Wire Road somewhere, the AU Chief. Uh oh.
1: Hello? Hello? Oh, I froze up on the intro. Chief, good. can you read me? Can you read me over?
0: <laughs> yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me?
2: Yes. Roger. Affirmative. Roger. Roger. Tonight, we will talk about nothing besides Auburn basketball. <clears throat> Especially Auburn's triumphant win over South Carolina in a place that it hasn't won in forever. I knew it had been a long time, but I don't I don't think until after the game did I realize it had been since like Tony Barbie. Yeah. Ton kind of the twenty towards the end of the Barbie era. Twenty
0: thirteen. Well it would have been twenty fourteen, I guess,
1: right? Yeah. No, spring twenty thirteen. Okay. No. Fourteen. Yeah, we'll go with that. Nick Marshall was our quarterback. Is that and right?
2: Kareem Canty know. was our point guard. They were heady times.
1: Yeah. 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 Could have had Nick Marshall as our point guard, too.
0: Should have. That's, that's, that's the same season uh, that I saw us play South Carolina at like 9 p.m. in uh, Auburn <laughs> Arena with about uh, maybe 100 other people.
1: Look, well, Barbie would have been successful. Were there were more points if there was some in this win support. than there were people in the stadium last time. Yes, won. yes. Sir. Okay. Wow. Are we just skipping by the Arkansas game Is that what we're doing. Well,
2: well, yeah. we can talk about the Arkansas game. I kind of do want to talk about that a little bit, just as far as like we kind of always wanted want to see what a team looks like that's been hot when they go cold, and that's what that yeah. looks like. Similar to like, I can't remember which game it was. That team, that Mustafa Heron team, I think, I guess it was the, that first round game in the NCAA tournament. This team was so good. And then all of a sudden, oh, this is what happens when we miss every shot. Yeah. It looks like that. Uh,
0: the other thing that happened is we like, couldn't stop uh, Sills. Yeah. Like he just like, he could have thrown something up, from the three point line behind is like not looking at the goal and, and it would have gone in.
2: We had Uh, no, we had absolutely nothing for him. There were a couple of guys that were that way.
0: Yeah. That, that he, he didn't do too much in the first half. And then the second half probably had 25 points or something like that. It was pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. Sills had 22 points off the bench and, um, that, I'm not really sure like was he has he normally been a starter this year? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he he played 32 minutes. He played as much as anybody else on the team did. Um I didn't uh, even realize until I looked at the box score after the game that he wasn't a starter. Yeah, I mean it
0: could be a situation where he's like uh one of our guys that plays starter minutes off the bench like um Devin was doing that for a while, right?
2: Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah.
1: He was. So they actually had two starters that played a combined 20 minutes. Uh, so I, was, I guess that's where most of Sills's minutes came from. Were, were they intentionally running a small ball lineup?
0: Yeah, I don't really know what they were doing because whatever they were doing in the first they half. worked. They were, I mean, <laughs> whatever they did in the first half didn't work. Well, yeah. What they did in the second half absolutely worked. Um. I don't, I don't know. They, they were very physical in the second half too, which is, I, 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 am afraid that's how you beat Auburn is being very physical. Um, if you can beat up on Sharif and get away with it, then we're going to have some problems. I think,
1: you know, like punch him in the face and get away with it. Yeah, Yeah. Right. Well, which, you know, they, they,
0: they were letting them bang all game uh, to a degree.
2: Yes. Uh, and then all of a so, sudden with like you know, two minutes left, they called everything. And then – And then called, called nothing. Nothing. There, yeah. It's I, – I can't <clears> – <throat> to me like – It's annoying. Annoying thing about college basketball officiating is how often we sit here doing this. Like, oh, maybe yeah. the ref would have won. I mean I hate being the ref's guy because I, I think that that's a lousy take because there are a hundred possessions. Well, especially so, in this
0: game, we were up ni- 19 yeah. freaking points. Like yeah, the
2: refs <laughs> didn't lose that game. The refs didn't blow a 19 point lead, but I also will continue to say, as I always say, there is a reason why Auburn is the only college basketball that I watch because the officiating in the sport is so bad and so inconsistent that when you see a well-officiated game, you actually notice it. You're like, Oh, yeah wow be fish actually good in this game which you don't in like any other level of basketball
0: well i i watched a Cavs game uh i guess the next day after that and
2: different (laughs) sport like
0: it's 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 wild like it i mean to a degree it got as annoying as college basketball can get because there was a foul on both ends of the floor for an entire quarter every possession yeah there was just a foul 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 and it was just like, geez, this the flow of this game stinks. But it's like, oh, th- this would not, this would not happen in mm-hmm. a, in a, a it would, <laughs> it has happened before. But then the rest of the game, there's the same things aren't fouled. It's be mayhem, so that, yeah, yeah. So it's just
2: the it, NBA really, often will have the uh, the problem where they officiate things extremely tight in the first quarter, yeah, and yeah. then kind of loosen it up. Because trying to set a tone.
0: Yeah, well and also they're like, oh, everybody's gonna foul out if we keep calling the game. That up. too. And to like Which I I'm I'm okay with that. I'm 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 okay with the call it tight at the at the beginning I of the game. I am too. And and if you've gotta loosen it up, okay, but don't loosen it up and then tighten it back up right. at, with like three minutes to go or whatever. Like
2: And then if you're gonna miss a call, it cannot be to the to, uh, a potential flagrant because it's to the face like a to the head
1: yeah, foul right.
2: is a flagrant foul by the letter of the rule at least in right. the NBA like it's a flagrant. So that foul.
1: is a, a question I had. Why wasn't that reviewed? That's a great question because if it was contact to the head, it, that's always reviewed
2: yeah. in basketball, right? Because so,
1: I, I I guess nobody but Sharif noticed it. But, but least, I mean, it, it, so is it on him to say, "Hey, coach, I got hit in the face."
0: I guess, but then like by that time it's too late. Like they you know, everybody's on the floor. The coach can't go, hey, hey, you gotta review this when the game's been over for two minutes.
2: And if you point. wanna yeah. know why basketball players, especially in the pro level and now in college, are beginning to look more and more like soccer players. That's why.
0: That's exactly why. That's
2: exactly that, why. Because I, I've
0: never I've never complained about guys uh flopping for the most part. It, it can be annoying in soccer for, for sure. Like, there's a guy who uh, plays for Everton who has a reputation as being a diver. And he does make a lot out of fouls. But the dude gets kicked all over the pitch, all game, without the refs even looking his way.
2: Like Neymar. Neymar actually does get fouled yes. every time yes. he has the ball. But he, accentu- he accentuates the foul. Because there's one it's referee like, I'm on kicked. an entire field that can call yeah, those right. fouls. Right. And in college basketball, if you aren't – if it doesn't look like you've been shot with a gun, yeah. sometimes they yeah. don't call it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and in basketball, just like soccer, there's all kinds of subtle ways to foul people that, that – right. there, there are guys that are specialists at fouling and, and holding on to – like grabbing onto your jersey where the refs can't see it. That, like there's – they're as smart about that stuff as Sharif is about passing. There are and dudes if you're like,
2: a guy like Isaac Okoro or LeBron, one of these big dudes, you've got to sell it because the referees yeah. are not going to give you a, an inch. Right. Because they're not gonna, it's not going to look like you've been fouled because the guy's not going to yeah. move your whole body. You're,
0: you're a big dude. and um, yeah. it, I, I mean, I don't know how they fix that in, in college.
2: Get it's better just, reps. Like legitimately, yeah. just train your refs from a central location. Yeah. Like have yeah.
1: a, I mean, we'll hire them as full time employees.
2: Well, the NFL refs uh, aren't full time employees, I, I, Ryan. I well, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what kind of unless point they I'm have been recently, hair. but
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly like those games are official. No, okay, well, wait, wait, hang on. They are on a full time payroll from uh, one Tom Brady. I'm pretty sure. So. <laughs> oh, well.
2: I would say basketball, in my opinion, is the hardest sport on earth to officiate.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
2: And the higher the level goes, the harder it is because the the athleticism makes it to where it is really almost impossible for a person who is athletic as, let's say, JT Thor or Alan Flanagan to not travel off of a catch on the run. It's almost – their, their legs are moving too fast. Their bodies are too quick. It's so tough. So it will look like at times travels and things like that are being let go. If they aren't. It just is going gonna, gonna to look like traveling because these guys are too athletic and too fast, which is why when like the European rule for traveling is different than the, than the American rule. And so when we play in the Olympics, our guys get called for traveling in the first like couple of games like crazy because we're not used to it because those rules have not caught up to –
0: you like literally have to catch it's a dribble two feet on the floor, dribble and then move.
2: You cannot catch and take two steps like you can in every other like you can in the United States, because those are the rules that it was before athletes started being as fast as they are. Sure. And we changed our rules, and FIBA didn't. College basketball has to change its rules too, in a lot of ways, to catch up with the athleticism of the game. Imagine Sharif Cooper right now playing with NBA rules on an NBA-sized court in college basketball. He would have at least four or five more assists a game just because the lane isn't going to be as crowded. There's a defense of three seconds. It would be unbelievable, the numbers he'd be putting up. Which brings me to my segue. The numbers he is putting up are unbelievable. Insane.
0: Just – Crazy, insane, and it with each passing game makes me matter and matter that the NCAA held him up on some.
2: We don't know just, why, chief. Just, ne- they haven't uh, explained why they held him up.
1: Of course. Is it possible the NCAA was uh, like maybe we got like double crossed? Where and we talked about Jan Williams being held mm-hmm. uh, held out yeah. the year last year? Maybe we had, yeah. we just kind of said, "Oh, hey." Sharif can't play and then <laughs> he won't look totally ready by the end of the year. <laughs>
2: maybe you say maybe no, Bruce asked him to play to hold him off. Hey, look, we're we're imposing yeah. a one year ban anyway. Hold this guy off and then next year he'll be he'll he'll have to come back.
0: Yeah, but uh <laughs> I, I think anybody that saw Sharif uh, behind the scenes would have known <laughs> what he was capable of if he got to play like three games this year. It'd have been like, oh yeah, this dude is this
2: good. I'll also say shout out to the team, um, because he, this team adding a Sharif Cooper is not a plug and play thing. Yeah, because he he's so ball dominant to the point where we right. ne- I don't think Auburn's ever seen a player. Oh, no, we're playing
0: completely differently than we did. Uh, before he came back, yeah. like it's, it's not even the same.
2: Like, I haven't looked at different. like all time usage rate for Auburn, but I would imagine he's going to be number one. Like nobody's in the 30s or 37s. Um, and you add a guy who's got a usage rate above 33 and it doesn't look like it took them that long to do it. Like it was like, oh, yeah, this is what he does. He has the ball the whole game. And we're going to let him do that because I'm going to be open. Like it it was a really, there's a lot of culture things. I think we kind of glossed over. Everyone wants to talk about three guys, uh, volunteering to go to the bench when he came out and, which is great. Except one of them was Alan Flanagan. And that's not like, he wasn't ever going to go to the bench. Um,
1: well, it's even easier for him. To... Yeah. Hey, man, I'll go to the bench. Coach, if you want to sit at me, that's okay. Yeah,
2: Bruce is like, no, <laughs> Alan, what? Um, yeah, I, I think the real side of the culture is how this team just kind of, okay, I'm not going to get as many minutes with the ball in my hand as I have been. But that's cool because I'm actually going to score more. That's like a, that's a big deal these dudes all had to do. Yeah. It's, like, we are better when that dude has the ball 35% of the time we are on offense. That's nuts. And
0: he, he draws so much of the focus to himself, too, that it, that, that helps guys out just by itself. Yeah. Um,
2: um, the South Carolina game. So the Arkansas game, we blew a 19-point lead. It was a disaster. It could have very easily set Alan Flanagan back a year in terms of his confidence. That was the thing that I was most excited about was that he bounced back with a career high the next week, the next game.
0: Well, and he, he carried some of it over early into the game. Like he, he was not looking great to start the game. And then by the end of the game, he was maybe the best player on the floor. Yeah. So
2: he went from the Arkansas game where I didn't, he didn't like he wanted to be there by the end of the game to, like you said like he's the first option in a game that Auburn won by 20
0: yeah it's pretty crazy
2: um i also think it was it's rad that we were able to kind of see JT Thor we, the first half against arkansas was maybe the best basketball JT Thor has played all year um he was sensational
0: yeah like, it was so fun to watch that that dude. I would be just as devastated if he leaves after this year as I am if Sharif does. Because I mean, kind of. Part of me thinks if Sharif goes, then Thor might as well go too. Because I don't. I don't think he's as fun without that guy no. on the floor with him. But
2: you got to have his Rocket Raccoon. That's what. Yeah. I- I keep comparing. Yeah. I keep comparing them. with Rocket Raccoon and Groot because like this giant, lanky. Machine and then, Three. yeah, and then Rocket Raccoon just this tiny thing that just keeps bopping around. I think <laughs> Thor's second half against South Carolina was like bonkers too with his like steals and dunks and. Uh, yeah, he's just he's a defensive nightmare, right now. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: especially when he, when he can hit that three, and he's he's not really shooting a ton of them uh, for us. But he, you know, what's his? Do we? Do you know his percentage off uh, the top he's of He's only
1: twenty six percent from three right now, but that, that's considerably up during SEC play. Yeah, he's yeah. shooting
2: better once
1: conference. I noticed that was the and, case, and part of that is he's getting better looks from.
2: Yeah, well, sure. it's it's
0: funny. He's, uh, I'd say, it, if you ask me, I'd say he probably takes about three a game.
1: Uh, LLC. And right SEC and SEC play had starting with the Arkansas game, 0 for 2, 0 for 1, 1 for 2, 1 for 3, 1 for 1, 0 for 4 against Kentucky, 1 for 3 against Arkansas, and 1 for 2 It's Carolina. It's the
0: same rate as Horace Spencer, <laughs> <laughs> so
1: yeah. then it's his destiny to actually hit that shot, send us to the Final Four, right?
2: Oh, right. Man. Next year, your lips to God's ears.
0: Buddy, I would be uh, real happy about that.
2: Um, so uh-huh. Thor against South Carolina had 14 points and 7 rebounds. And 2 blocks. But he o- here's the, the wild thing. He only had 2 fouls. And so you had a guy go from... Can, we play, can this guy play big minutes without fouling? To
0: right.
2: playing 23 minutes a game and fouling twice. And just defensive rebounds through out the wazoo yet again mm-hmm. and he yep. went three for three from the free throw line Alan Flanagan went six for six from the free throw line Sharif went six for seven from the free throw line those are our only three guys who took free throws so as a team Auburn went 15 for 16 from free throw line like wow that's unbelievable for Auburn basketball we, we don't have free throw free throw crazy shooting. Um, yeah, yeah. That's my. That's the set that I really want.
1: Raised Auburn up to just 256 in the country in free throw shooting. Yeah, after shooting going field. 15 to 16.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, Sharif had a double double at halftime. Him.
0: Yeah, dude, that was crazy. He, that that's the only disappointing. I don't know how he'd have a triple double. Game. Yeah, well, that's that's what I was gonna say. That's the only disappointing thing about the game is that he. Really didn't do a whole lot of assisting in the second half. Um, it because I think he only had like two assists in the second half.
2: Yeah, but he
1: led the had team because he he had eleven. Yeah, eleven at half. Eleven assists, ten points, and five
2: rebounds at the half. He led the team in blocks with two blocks as well. Him and him and JT Thor had two blocks. <laughs> huh.
0: Huh. Uh, incredible. Yeah, but that, that that's the most disappointing thing is. He was on pace to shatter the, uh, the single-game uh, assist record for Auburn and uh, get a triple-double for the first time since Kenny G, and didn't happen. But you can't have everything you want, I guess. No.
2: I'm holding my newborn boy because he threw up all over his mother on the couch just now. And so I'm holding him while she cleans herself off. <laughs> Parenthood.
1: Just another thing about Sharif. Uh, so I'm looking at assist rate on Ken right now. Uh, so he doesn't technically qualify um, on a lot of the stat leaderboards just because he doesn't have a ton of minutes played. Um, but right now, of the qualified players, the best assist rate in the country is Jalen Moore out of Oakland with an assist rate of 49.8%.
2: Oakland always has so dudes like that.
1: Of, of, uh, so assist rate, if I understand it correctly, is – of the baskets that are scored when he's on the court, he assists on roughly yeah. half of them, right? Exactly. Okay. So sure right now through five SEC games he is 57.5%. <laughs> he is far and away uh, the assist leader uh, in games that he's played so far. Um, that's unbelievable. That's incredible.
2: Like, that's a uh, – yeah, that – well, again, he has the ball the whole time he's in the game, um, and which makes guys open. This is a he, – he is sucking defense towards him and freeing up his, his teammates at a crazy level. Another guy who's benefited from this, and I, I think I've really liked his game a lot recently, has been um, Franklin. Javon Franklin has been awesome. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's been one of the best guys off the bench. Um not playing a ton of minutes. No, but, but like he has he, every time he's on the court. I mean Auburn is better for it. I think
2: he was he was in the game for twelve minutes against South Carolina and went two for three. Um, and I think he had a I think he finished an alley oop dunk. He played good defense. I, yeah, I liked I liked what we saw out of him. And Devin, everyone wants to bring up Devin Cambridge. Devin Cambridge just looks like a different player with Street from the court. Devin Cambridge is like he's like living his best life.
1: <laughs> really, I mean, he is. He's basically playing the way we thought he was going to play going into the season.
2: Yeah, because he's like, uh, oh, I have to. I don't have to carry any offensive load. Except shoot wide open corner threes and finish alley loops. Great, that's exactly what I'm good at.
1: And he's been he great. Go pick a couple steals in transition and block shots on guys that think they have an open layup. And,
2: and he sends yeah. messages with mean, his blocks. Like he legitimately yeah. is is volleyball spiking blocks as much as he can. No, oh, yeah. this was. He the doesn't game. have to
1: worry about fouling out because he only has to play 20 minutes.
2: Was South Carolina the game or Arkansas the game where we had a chase down block followed by a chase down block where – I can't – I think it was Thor blocked the I first know, it's guy. happened
1: multiple times this season already. So. Well,
2: this was – Thor blocks the first guy's shot. The trailer gets the rebound and is going for a putback and Flanagan blocks his shot as a chase down block. It was unbelievable. And then like a third guy made it. So – I ended up getting two points off of it. But I was like, that is bizarre to have two blocks, two chase down blocks on one play. It's just that everybody on the team is trying their best to either make highlight plays or to send messages, which for better or for worse, it's like Chief Street. We've got like six or seven Malik Dunbars on the team
1: right now. <laughs> All shapes and sizes.
2: We may have lost Chief. Yeah, I think we did this, Chief. I brought up Malik just to see if we did, and we did. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think the best comparison for Devin Cambridge is Malik, like a taller, uh, even somehow even. Street. Yeah, it's a whole.
0: There he is. There he is. It's a whole team of uh, energy guy.
2: Yeah, and I love it. Devin Cambridge being the number one, like the Malik Dunbar in in training, like he is. He is Malik. He's a taller, more NBA-bodied Malik Dunbar who can get hot with the best of them, plays high-energy defense, and tries to get a poster made of him every single game. It's great.
0: Uh, Javon Franklin has a lot of that in him, too. Chris Moore does, too. Yeah, Chris Moore. Chris Moore is probably the most – I just think he's not – he's not playing at as high a level as those other two guys at the moment.
2: He um, had a ball slip out of his hands that would have been the best pass Shreve Cooper oh, all night.
0: Yeah, I know. Man a It lot. was
2: it was like when he when the ball went to him I was like I was stood up. He was like, How did he see, how did you see that guy? And then he fumbled out of bounds. I was like, Oh my gosh, that would have been if he had gone up at that and made two points, that's that's on the Shreve Cooper mixtape that we play next year. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. I mean, we could literally just go down the list and talk about how every guy is playing better with Sharif in the lineup now. I Except mean, for one. Except for one.
2: There's one player that I, I I, don't think it's because of Sharif. I don't think correlation is causation here. But I, I'm putting out an APB for a stretch Akimbola game. Yeah. Because he had some flashes earlier this year where he was going to be this like super high-energy defensive presence. And he's not getting a ton of minutes here recently, and when he comes on the court, he's not he's not wowing anybody. Like he's just kind of there.
1: So he's getting about ten minutes a game the last couple of games, and I, I will say, I mean, I I feel like he's played pretty good defense. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's I think that's probably his role right now. Is he's just kind of oh, a defensive sure. stopper. He's the rim protector. Um, yeah, he's only putting up one or two shots a game, but. And Bruce puts
2: him in like it was the end of the South Carolina first half. And I want to say Bruce put him in because there was a late out of bounds. And I, gosh, I think it was South Carolina, maybe it was Arkansas. And the lineup Bruce ran out there was so bonkers tall. It was like Thor was in the game and Stretch. And I want to say Devin Cambridge. I was like, holy cow, there's like three guys in the court right now. Maybe it was maybe it was Dylan Cardwell. It may have been Cardwell at the four stretch a point. Yeah, it was a big lineup, just as just a defense-only lineup, basically, to defend a, a baseline out of bounds late in the late in the possession and late in the half. But I was like, golly, Bruce is really tinkering with. He can do that. He can play a little bit of chess because he's got the pieces to do it with, with which to do it.
1: Well, and, and a lot of his minutes, uh, a lot of Stretch's minutes have gone to Dylan Cardwell. A yeah. A rest of the games. Uh, and,
0: Stretch, Stretch did a great uh,
1: job against
0: the uh, the really odd-looking dude from Arkansas. So much so that the guy, like, didn't even play.
1: Yeah, he uh, only had man. nine minutes in the game. That's yeah, true. I don't
0: know. Like, and, and Stretch did a really great job against him, and then we never saw him again. So, I, <laughs> it was Stretch, like, basically took the game away from him.
2: Absolutely. That's probably what, it's probably what he did. They were like, well, we yeah. can't use this dude. Cause they'll put they'll stretch put, in.
0: Yeah. We'll put this other guy in.
2: It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Um, the talent difference on this team versus like Auburn teams in the past, just in terms of like, there's eight dudes on this team that would have been one of the three best players on the 2015 Auburn team. Yeah. Right. like, like, legitimately, eight dudes. Like, Bruce's first two years, if you'd given him Dylan Cardwell, Cardwell's a household name. Like, every Auburn <laughs> fan's like, oh, remember <laughs> the Cardwell years? Dude was Dylan a monster.
1: Dylan Cardwell missed as many shots in the South Carolina game as he had all of SEC play up until that point. And it's just three. <laughs> he was still four seven from the field in, like, in the South Carolina game.
2: He's like a... Uh, what was that? He was like the uh, he's the super Robert Chubb
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Rob Chubb. Yeah, th- dude, uh, Cardwell is just going to be I he will be a household name before he leaves Auburn because the dude is is high energy, fun, big, has skill, can jump like
1: uh, the dudes. Oh, and Bruce great. hyped him up today saying, you know, oh, yeah, he, he can hit a three point shot. Everybody oh,
2: can't. Bruce wants everybody on the team shooting five threes a game.
1: Cardinal, I think Cardinal will take one three this year. He yeah. so. And we're going to see how it goes. But
2: I hope it's at the end will. of the first half against Alabama and he makes oh. it. Oh, man. <laughs> at the end of the first half and he just loses his mind. And then makes oh, it, grabs yeah. the ball out of the, out of the hoop and punts it into the crowd. Coleman Coliseum. <laughs> <laughs> is,
0: is he the most high energy dude we've ever had?
2: He's up there. He is like... <laughs>
0: And the, definitely from during the Bruce era like like all everybody knows how much I love Malik Dunbar but this guy I mean, I mean
2: Malik and Horace would have to do cocaine to get to doing yeah, yeah, level. Yeah.
0: well I, I, I think a lot of it is is the guy's like not afraid to embarrass himself
1: no which, which makes it awesome so that's that's that Shaq quality yeah I'm telling you He's going to make a lot of really good plays, but there's going to be two or three throughout a you know a couple games where you can dive into the crowd or yeah. just falling when no one's around him or something. Yeah. So I I just need him to break a backboard. Auburn has its two
2: toughest games of the year. If you're listening to this, this is your now your Mizzou preview show. As long as Jack gets it out before the game starts. So Auburn plays its first ranked opponent in a long time. Well, Bama should have been ranked when Auburn played them, but they weren't. They're now in the top ten, and but Auburn goes and plays H- hosts, Mizzou, right?
0: Host Mizzou. Host yep. Mizzou. Yep. I'm going to the game, boys.
2: Nice work. You won the lottery. Yep. So the uh, the Missouri Tigers are a really good bat- like a really good basketball team this year. Um, they don't have a Michael Porter Jr. So they don't have a guy. You're like, oh yeah, they got one of the ten best guys in the, in the country, but they play really good ball, and they they haven't lost a ton of games. Um, but when they have lost, they've lost bad. They've lost. <laughs> they've looked horrible. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so
0: it's I, really a it, it's really shocking to look look at it when you're like, oh man, they they beat Tennessee the other night, and then you're like, oh, but they lost to Tennessee by twenty points earlier yeah. in the season
2: so the number 12 team in the country they coming off a win over number 6 Tennessee but yeah they, they when they've lost it's been it's been rough rough going um and they've only lost they lost the one time so Tennessee's yeah. their only loss
1: hey, can, can I do my thing no 10 and 2 no look at Ryan <laughs> Ryan they're uh, shooting under 30% from three oh. in conference play. But they're the number one team uh, from two. So uh, I think they just don't really have any desire to shoot threes. They don't need to. Right.
2: Right. Right.
1: Yep. They uh, they shoot a lot of twos, and they get to the free throw line. Um, yeah, a- according to Ken Palm and mm. a couple other uh, – uh, like Advanced rating metric. They're a little overrated.
2: They lost to Mississippi State. That's who I'm looking at. They lost to Mississippi State. Yeah. Yeah. That one was by, what, 15? 15. 15 so. yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. That's uh... I a... Mean, it wasn't close for a while. Like, Mississippi State started pulling away midway through the second half and then just ran out the gym.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
2: Yeah, it's... I mean,
0: I... I, I feel like Auburn should win this one. Yeah. Um, at home, um, you know, it, I, I, you know, the the crowd won't be that much of a factor. I don't think. I, well, if they're not, it's their fault. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> it, I was really going back to the South Carolina game. I was really shocked by how loud that place was, but then I hear that it's like the like. 13th largest venue in college basketball or something. So I guess they can still pack more people in there with the restrictions.
2: So. So this would be Auburn's fourth straight win over Missouri. Ooh. So.
0: Man. Now I'm – between team, what, you, what Ryan said and what you're saying there, I'm A, a team that was
2: brought into this conference to be a basketball school. Yeah. That was the whole point of Mizzou. Mizzou was not run into the SEC because of their football. It was because hey, they've they've had some decent basketball in the in the in the last few years, and have a rival with Kansas that gets some eyeballs on, on the TV screen. But yeah, yeah, it's I I I don't necessarily think that I that I see Auburn winning the next two games. I think so. we've got a much better chance of winning this one. Than the Baylor game, but I think yeah, both are going to be yeah. really tough. We're
1: actually, and, a two point favorite right now against Missouri.
2: I, I think part of that's because we're we're hosting Missouri. We're playing at Baylor. Um, but yeah. Well, I
1: think we're uh, I think we're going to end up being something like a, you know, fifteen point dog to Baylor. Cool. wouldn't not shock I me. Mean, yeah, they're uh, they're playing really good basketball right now. They got now. a couple of pros in um, their team too.
2: Like it's not like the, Auburn about to go play a team like Kentucky that probably going to have three guys go to the NBA off that team. The difference is, Baylor's are put together in a way that actually win basketball games.
0: Yeah. Well, and and they've got a guy that used to be at Auburn. Um,
2: yeah, this is the Davion Mitchell show, but also, the Dwayne Reed redemption game. Hmm. Do you remember that, Chief? Dwayne Reed missing two free throws down the stretch to lose to Baylor in yeah. the NIT yeah. in 2000 and... Uh, I do. Is that a- 2009? March of 09, NIT? Probably. That was the only... That that would have been, yeah. That was the only postseason trip of the Jeff Lebo era. That was my team. That was Quantes, Dwayne Reed, Mm -hmm. Rasheem Barrett, Kvotny Barber. Mm -hmm. That was a team. And should have gone to the tournament, got put in the NIT because Stanford had a better whatever... RPI? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Stanford and Auburn were both kind of on the bubble. It's Stanford, Stanford had a,
0: a better name, yeah. uh, I believe, is really what the situation was there.
2: And then I think Stanford lost in the second round of the tournament. Auburn lost to NIT. I think that was the NIT championship? No.
0: No. It was the um, NIT
2: Final Four or something. It was like... Yeah, but it was to Baylor, and it was in Waco, I think. And... That was it. Yeah. It was the game before going to Madison Square Garden, if I remember correctly. We is, is that Miami the
0: last Square? and only time we've ever played Baylor? I wonder.
2: It's got to be the last time.
0: Yeah.
2: I'll look it up. Um, and yeah, I got. I, we, I need us to win this game <laughs> due to family. And that is our only
1: matchup. March 24th, 2009.
2: I need us to win this game from oh. family connections, personal connections but i don't think we're going to like i got a lot Uh, of people who have already texted me like you watch the game saturday like yeah i'm gonna watch the game y'all are gonna win but watch out for number watch out for shreve cooper because he's gonna put on a show i don't
0: i don't think it's completely out of the question for us to win but i i just there's no way anybody should go into it thinking oh we'll win
1: i mean Uh, baylor is about as good as gonzaga yeah I mean, I think Baylor's not just a really good team. They're right, uh, one of probably the four best teams in the country. I mean, if they don't get a one seed, there's a massive disappointment. For um, them.
0: And uh, we've got a completely different team than we have with ba- when we went to play Baylor or uh, Gonzaga. So, and, and Alabama's really good, guys. Uh, I, I hate I hate it. I hate it so much, but. You know, we went toe-to-toe with that Alabama team as well. Uh, this seems a lot different than that team. Um, so, uh, well, I'll say that. They do have a similar sort of makeup and that they have a lot of uh, – got a lot of guys that have been around. Um, I mean, they're led by Davion Mitchell, who's been around forever now. And, um,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't want to completely be a Debbie downer and be like, Oh, we're just going to go over to Waco and, and lose this game. There's no way we can win. It's they're just really good. And we, we have, we would have to play really our best game this season to win.
1: Yeah. I mean, not only is Baylor, I mean, they're rated as the best defense in the country right now. Um, and they do everything well, but they're kind of, their calling card is that they are a turnover machine on defense. Um They're causing turnovers at about 27% of uh, possessions, which is going to be a massive concern for us. If, um, if Sharif starts having a couple turnover issues, you know, that that could snowball quickly. Um, But they're also a really good offense. I mean, I mean, look, they've got the number three offense in the country and they're, they're hitting threes at a 43% rate right now. That's, insane which
2: one of the It's the uh, The question is which one of these two teams they got a white kid who just just launches by the way he's awesome um, which one of these two teams can actually defend the other team and I yeah. I got more I, I think faith, I know the answer to
1: that I think I have yeah. more
2: faith that Baylor's defense is gonna cause us problems because Arkansas kind of showed the blueprint just trap three just uh-huh. send three for trap uh-huh. at half court and it's everybody loses their minds. It's all, It's all. Everybody acts as if they've never seen a basketball before after that.
1: I kind of so feel – There's, there's I, a second part of that, though. It's if you trap Sharif, it has to be that somebody else – or the rest of the team isn't making shots. Cause that's what happened in the second half against Arkansas. Yeah. You know, they, exactly. they tried to double Sharif, and then nobody else could hit a shot. Other teams that have done that, you know, even South Carolina tried that to an extent, and it obviously didn't go well.
2: Um, yeah, but – it was, it was one of the more bizarre things I've ever watched. Al playing like he didn't know how to dribble. It was, it was rough because nobody was even coming back for the ball. On the, at, at some points it was like Sharif was getting doubled and nobody was even coming to take the ball. It was like no one else wanted it. So hopefully, I mean, Davion Mitchell is a baller on defense.
0: Yeah, and, and I was gonna say always he's,
2: all he's always well, has been. I,
0: I was also going to say Davion Mitchell might score 30 points on us uh, because uh, Sharif is not exactly the best defender, and um, we've Davion allowed...
1: 42% behind the arc right now. Oh, yeah.
0: God. And, and <laughs> The other thing is he can score points in the paint, too. So Davion's going to be a real handful for us, and I'm not exactly sure how how to, how we're going to
2: stop that. It'd be that, an awesome be, game to have Justin
0: Powell back for. Oh, yeah, <laughs> super sweet. I was really hoping, uh, you know, when he didn't play a couple weeks ago, I thought, well, maybe he'll be back by the time uh, I, 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 I go watch, the, watch him play against Missouri. And when he didn't play against Arkansas and hadn't been practicing or anything, my uh, hopes were pretty much shattered on that front.
1: Yeah, according to Bruce today, I mean he he hasn't been doing anything like, yeah. not even drills. Like he he's fully away from basketball right now. He sounded like he might be able to get back into some drills this week, but but even then, he said it would take two weeks before he's in game shape again. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah that's, you know, if, that's you, if you're looking at the calendar, two and a half weeks from now is the Kentucky game. Right. Yeah, could be nice, but. <laughs> mm. Um. Yeah, I mean it. I, Auburn could be as hesitant as as humanly possible with him right now. There's no reason to rush him back. Um, head injuries are weird, and you you don't want to have a freak accident occur where he has another concussion when he isn't fully healed. Um, so, um, for his sake, he does not need to be playing basketball right now.
2: No. But for my sake, he does.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at Baylor's roster, and uh, they, they might be uh, trying to stash an NBA player on there. Um, yeah. I, I see a, a guy, he's on the head of their bench. His name is Flo Thamba.
2: <laughs> hey, man. You yeah, mean Mo Bamba? Is just just loan somebody over there? Yeah, Mo Bamba's just become how Six 6'10". Six, I um, am going to watch these games. Hopefully we win one of them. I think Indeed. neither one of them, again, this year doesn't really matter. That's kind of the, the calling card of this year is none of these Same. games actually mean anything. Um, and even if we didn't have a postseason ban, I hate to say that these games may not mean anything because we have the record to to really be lobbying for turning bids at this point. <laughs> but I think, I think this year this team is gelling in a way that I think makes them dangerous for next year. A win over Baylor or Missouri would be a huge thing for the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. The problem is a win over – here's the thing. A win over Missouri, Missouri already has two losses in the SEC. A third loss in the SEC makes Missouri, I believe, mathematically impossible to win the conference in the regular season. Which yeah, I
1: don't think a third loss does, but it makes it pretty they close. Haven't,
2: they haven't played Alabama yet. They got to beat Alabama if they do lose I mean, there's
1: still what twelve games in the conference play left. So what I mean is, if we lose games. to
2: Missouri, it makes us it makes it pretty close to impossible for us to beat Alabama in the last game of the season to keep them from winning the conference.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you need you need Tennessee or LSU to kind of go on a run. Yeah, and yeah, and Alabama to drop a couple right. games. We've run out of time more or less
0: is, is how I feel about the whole thing because
2: um, they're own, they're getting pretty close to being mathematically solid
0: yeah yeah they, they would have to bomb at this point and I just I don't see it happening for them so unfortunately
1: Milton uh, let's blow them out of the last game of the season to make sure their seating goes down I don't know
0: yeah I don't think that's gonna be how that works but we can dream.
2: Just I would if they're not I would like them to be undefeated then and we beat them to ruin a perfect season in the regular season. That would be
1: pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, now we're now we're I I don't really
1: want them to be seventeen and one in conference play.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. They might be though, because the rest of the conference sort of stinks. That's the only solace I can take is that when Missouri is maybe your second best team in the conference, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe the conference is a little easier than usual.
2: hmm Not a good, not a good sign for the conference.
0: No. Not at all. But, oh well.
2: Yeah, I don't really care about the conference. I care about Auburn
0: basketball. So when's, when's the last time Cal won uh, won the conference in any way?
1: He won the conference last tournament. Last season. Yeah. Last season he won the regular oh, season. He won the regular season yeah. last season? Yeah, they were 13-5. Okay.
2: And I wanted to say they won the conference tournament the year before we did. Yeah.
0: yeah that, that's when I was thinking was the last time they won anything. All right. Yeah. I guess they won it last year.
1: Yeah, they're back-to-back. <laughs> That's a why I'm a little hesitant on everybody saying he's on the hot seeds. because, like, yeah, I mean, he get you get one bad year, if bad to get quote. Quote. yeah, but uh, his, bad not year, his bad year satisfied bad
2: year is gonna send like so. his bad year is gonna send like three guys to the pros that he can turn around and recruit see, off of. Hey, Guys, you see how we I sent we, we still sent three guys to the NBA. You come to Kentucky, even in a bad year, going to the pros. And they'll so sign yeah, an up.
1: That,
0: that, that doesn't two games That doesn't make that doesn't make the fans happy though. I've already seen them Yeah. Uh, they're pretty restless about that now. But already. in basketball,
2: all it takes is the right two guys in your recruiting class.
0: Yeah, that's true too.
2: Like if all of a sudden he du- two guys are convinced by that argument and they're Anthony Davis and Eric Bledsoe, well guess what? <laughs> You're gonna win a championship. Like it's just Yeah. It's kind of like if if Auburn keeps its current roster, I could coach that team to the tournament bit. <laughs> if Auburn keeps its current roster and then adds Jabari next year, yeah, let me coach, and we're we're making the tournament.
1: Yeah, that's true. I it. Yeah, I. So that we get to I, do a I, podcast I, yeah. with Bruce instead of you.
2: Yeah, and it'd be way better than this nonsense.
1: We'll, we'll make that trade.
2: Yeah, exactly. I will too. <laughs> I'll do it for I'll do it for a quarter of his salary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for uh, I don't know like a sixteenth of a set. Yeah. yeah, a sixteenth because that's well,
2: the other that's coaches. Still way more. The other coaches would be mad at you if you did that because you're driving the the that's market. True. Yeah.
1: It's true. I'm still going to take I, the full salary, but uh make sure the bagman is working overtime. Well,
0: I think if that happened, <laughs> it would mean the bagman had been working. Could you? Uh, could you
2: imagine we if were, if the NCAA uncovered that the head coach was using his own money to buy recruits? <laughs> It'd be the greatest scandal of all time. The head coach. Isn't like, that yeah. technically?
0: Isn't that technically what they busted Bruce for in the at Tennessee anyway? The the cookout. yeah, he but spent he wasn't money on he was <laughs> handing
2: people cash from out no, of his own that's, pocket. <laughs> that's true. That's true.
1: No, see at Tennessee they just put the cash in the McDonald's bag. So. Yeah. yeah, that's
2: right. I do want to. I do want to talk about how at some point if Alabama wins the conference, how weird it is that their football team and their basketball team never had a COVID positive. Yeah, strange. <laughs> Now they're the only team somehow that was able to make it through the pandemic without anybody testing No,
1: plans. I mean, Tuscaloosa, Alabama is just a paragon of what modern science can do.
2: Here's the other thing I learned today. Tuscaloosa uh, county numbers don't when take down. into account Alabama numbers, the University of Alabama numbers. Those numbers, kids who test positive who are part of the university, don't count for the Tuscaloosa county numbers at all. Yeah, that's right. Unless they're from Tuscaloosa county. They have a system where they count it to the kids' home county. So if you could test positive Alabama, and if you're from Atlanta, DeKalb County or whatever, gets another number.
1: No, try again. DeKalb.
2: Whatever. There's no L. Cobb County. That's what I'll call it.
1: Okay. Yeah, I thought he said Cobb
2: County. Did you say DeKalb? I
1: thought you were saying DeKalb.
2: Anyway... I thought you it's, said Cobb County. It's a system the yeah. tide is using to protect itself and I'm coming after it.
1: <laughs> hey Ryan, you know that people
0: in Illinois call it the right?
2: Yeah, and they're wrong.
0: Yeah, oh, I I agree. I'm from Picab County myself,
2: but uh, People in Colorado call it Florida. There's a Flor- or Florida. There's a Florida Road in Durango, Colorado. Uh, oh, I've well, seen Florida before.
0: Uh, Flor- Florida would be how you would pronounce that in Spanish.
2: Yeah. The river is Guadalupe, but the street in Austin is Guadalupe.
1: Well, hey, gotta, what's that town about 30 minutes north of Auburn, Crow? Oh,
2: Lafette? break yeah, Lafette. Pronounced the man's name?
0: <laughs> Marquis de Lafette,
2: man. Marquis de Lafette. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got to talk about today. 52 minutes on, on two games. Hopefully, yeah. we'll have a new defensive line coach and maybe a –
0: Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about and outside
2: that. linebacker coach for you guys yeah. next week. And maybe two wins to talk about, or two losses to mourn about.
1: We might even bring Nerd on and talk a little recruiting.
2: That's true. Apparently there's some football stuff happening in terms of recruiting next week, so we should probably bring Nerd on. Maybe I'll show you
1: know, take a week off, go yeah, you on. Know,
2: take some fraternity leave, finally. <laughs> Alright, well you guys listening to this on a Tuesday have a War Eagle weekend. <laughs>